Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our Richmond Tigers team analysis, Chris. We're getting right into it because we are. the Premiers. Be they might win games of football, but they can't win Supercoach. <laughs> no, well, they can win Supercoach if they uh, hog the ball a bit more. But they are such a team oriented um, play and game style that everyone does well, but not necessarily. Yeah, the they, they all have you know great averages. They all average, but they all average the same. There's uh, very yeah. few relevant players yes. uh, this year so, and most years with Richmond. So we're going to do a little bit of a different format for this one because basically it is the uh, Dustin Martin show. Yep. And uh, But um, thank you to Dave Swizz. Uh, we're also going to have a special little segment for his boy, Tom Lynch. Ah, yes. Um, like which it. I'm like, how's he your boy? You've had him for one year. If anything, he's more my boy because he came from the Gold Coast. <laughs> and he said, do you support the Gold Coast? And I said, no. But he was <laughs> he was up closer to me before you have him switched. I like so it. Um, you just take care of my boy. Um, okay, so yeah, we're going to start off with a little bit. So let's look at the Richmond um, structure for the year. But first of all, Chris, let's go into our socials. Facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. Yep. So that's our Facebook Twitter, it is SC underscore Insider underscore and Twitch, Chris. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash SC underscore Insider and on all major podcast platforms. Yes, you Including Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, iTunes and everything else. Yeah. Everything else. Sometimes sometimes I I miss like four or five, but you get the picture. Thank you for the love so far. We only have a couple more teams to go. Once the JLT and that kind of thing hits, we will go into our normal uh, Twitch streams, uh, which will be amazing from there. So we can get into that awesome content. And we do have that top 10 podcast coming. Coming up, so that, yes, they're keen. SC elites are, are keen, and yes, they're talking so trash. That'll be fun. Um, so we're probably going to do that when they finish their team by teams as well, yes. which is going to be, I think, probably and maybe in the next week, week after. So it'll be yeah. a couple of weeks away. Um, yeah, hang out for that one for sure. Yeah, it should be lots of fun. So uh, very yeah, interesting. Get and involved. thank you, thank you to all the love so far as well. I think our Twitter's gone up by at least a couple hundred. I think Chris, yeah, uh, about two hundred. It's jumped so far this season, and it hasn't even gotten serious for people yet. Which so, is ten percent. So that's big. Yes. Big, uh, also, big thank up. you to those that are hitting us up. If we're having our um, our division leagues and that kind of thing, and we will be dropping some league codes for just general leagues that people can join and that kind of thing as well. Yeah, plenty of time. We'll do that more through yeah, the preseason. There's so much time to go, and yeah. honestly. Honestly, like we haven't even sorted out the mugs for last year yet, so just give me a little bit of time. This guy, he just, makes promises. Just got back from the wedding. You, you make know. promises. Mate. We've been very. You know how busy I've been, so it's it's not it's not a lie. I mean, uh, send super us busy. a message or comment. Uh, would you prefer? Look, do you think mugs are cool? Because we got some, but. Well, not some. We've got the sample ones. Um, or even stubby coolers. Because I actually we, really like stubby coolers. I like stubby coolers, yeah. right? Because I'm like, we usually toast. So we could toast with our own stubby coolers and then ship I'll be people. Honest, I drink more beer than I drink coffee. Right? <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> I do a lot of coffee. I, I drink more All right, coffee. Let's get into it. Um, yes. So where do you want to start? Because, I mean, the, we, there is a couple of defenders that we could get well, into. Well, I want to start with the draw, Chris. Ah, okay. Um, yes. Sorry. Yes, if you heard me before I got sidetracked. Uh, okay, so champion data ranked them the seventh hardest draw. Yep. So not too bad uh, for Richmond. So seeing they've won, again, they'd be you know taken care of a little. I think little, everything's easy when you're Richmond. Right? A little bit. But here's the thing, though. It is actually pretty... 
pretty easy. Like, uh, but mind you, we expect them to win most games because they're a good side. So yes. it's not like they still have to play everyone. So it's just it seems easier because they're a good side. Yeah. But if you have a look at it though, their first four in Victoria. Surprise, surprise. Uh, they have three of the bottom ten teams in that though. Awesome. The first month. So the first month is great. So for those who are looking at not starting Dustin Martin, I reckon he could start off with a good little bang, bang, left, right jab, a couple of little shifty ones, and everyone will be thinking, crap. Two things about that, but we'll, I'll leave my comments until we actually go into Dusty. Let's go there. How about you hold your comments in general? For the whole, for the whole podcast. In general, People Chris, don't, want to hear don't you talk smack about Dusty, mate? He is in my side no, no, and he has no, not moved. Good things. Okay, right. Good things. Okay, good things. But also bad things. Quick pro quo. <laughs> Also bad things. You're an asshole. Uh, okay, but here's the thing, though. They have 11 of their first 13 games in Victoria. Yep. So that's an amazing stat. Normally, they save it for the back end of the year, but you know what? They're like, we want to start so far it's out because ahead. people complained so much last so they'll, year about they'll, it. they'll front end the deal. Literally. Everyone, they're like, they oh, get, we'll just, we'll just change a, to the front. They get a great start to the season, right? So f- 11 of their first 13 are in Victoria, which is great. Then they're like, okay, we'll give you more away games coming into after the buys and that kind of thing. But you look at round 18, they play the Suns away. Oh, no, we go to the Gold Coast. We go to some paradise. A little bit of a holiday before they kick holiday. into the finals mode. Then they play the Dogs at the MCG. They then go Adelaide away, who aren't going to be crash hot this year either. So uh, Suns, Dogs, Adelaide, right? Not yep. too bad. Then they play Carlton at the MCG. Easy win. Tick. So that's round 21. Then they play the Hawks at the MCG. And I think that'll... Well, I think the Hawks struggle with that style of play, the up-paced game. That's why Brisbane are smashing them all the time because it's that fast pace that they can't handle. I think, though, that that's the spread. only way you can beat Richmond is the, the Hawthorne style, which is possess the ball, yes. short chips, etc. Because But when they blow that through that, then they blow through. Like Brisbane do. They Brisbane, score so quick they that hold you, on, you get blown like, away. Well, with yeah. Brisbane, they were holding on and then all of a sudden the floodgates open and they can't hold it anymore and they just get absolutely yeah. flogged. Well, and Brisbane um, are shit, so... So Hawks at home, and then they play Fremantle. They play Fremantle away, which is round twenty-three before they get the week off. So it's like, hey, we'll go to Perth, we'll come back, and then you get a week off before finals. Dream run, right? Pretty good run. That's a pretty good run. So I am really happy with that. Uh, I think it's really interesting, and that pretty much wraps us up for the draw on that thing. So Chris, I have had my leg up with my old man Hooli injury. Yep. Um, so we'll start with Hooli then, actually. I was Thank like, Hooli. that was a good go. segue, but I, a sec- I, was about I, to, I, was about to, I was about to change that. Um, yeah, so Hooli, he's 571k, which is really expensive. He had a great return of 105.3. Yep. Um, mind you, people forget that he only averaged like 73 the year before. Yeah. Right? 73.6. And he's always, he's had some ups and downs. He's averaged 95 and that kind of thing previously. But he went on an absolute tear in the back of the year. Funny, because he actually did have a bit of a tear in his calf, missed some games, came back, killed Which it. Which is classic Hooli. And then Hooli also, again, in the preseason, had a minor ta- a calf tear as well. Um, so that screams danger for me. It does. I think the biggest thing with Hooli's role, so the reason why he scored so well is that the role was there. The role was there because for a lot of the season, Jaden Short, Short, who would yep. usually be taking kickouts, uh, was injured, and then they, he never really got that role back. So Hooli was playing so well that they were like, that oh, well, we don't want to move, it, move Short back into no. his role. Whether that changed this year, we've got to watch the well, preseason. Yes, and not only that, they weren't. They needed to win games, and they were, you know, because they had a lot of injuries, so yep. they needed someone experienced to kind of try and influence games, and yeah. it, and it worked because they they got flogged some weeks, but then they were winning games, and then coming into the back end of the year, it was just an absolute annihilation. Well, I think that having both of them in their team is the best solution, but I'm not sure which role that each one has. I will say that it, again, with it being in vogue to uh, almost tag. The halfback flankers with the good users off off halfback. 
Um, Hooli and Short both are exposed to that every yeah. week. So um, do I like Hooli as an option? No. I think he's too old. It rolls in, uh, independent. He Sounds very negative there, Chris. It is very negative. And, of course, he always gets injured at some point. So it might okay. only be a couple of weeks here or there. Well, but... he missed four games in this season. He scored 1,300s out of 18 yep. games. But he did have some big games. 132, 139, 142, 142, 145. Big games. Also Absolutely. had some lows of 60, 68, 71, 72. So for me, I think he will have some ups and downs and drop in price anyway. You are right in the um, unpredictability of his role. But the positive is, Chris, is that no one owns him. This is true. No one owns him. So there is that positive. He's just in because, very little amount Just because no one owns him doesn't make him a good pick. But no. it just, it's just pointing out the relevant that, hey, if you wanted to pick him up and no one else does, there could be a little slice in it for you. The other um, concern is that they don't have a great buy for upgrading. They have the middle buy, so which is round 13. Um, so again, if you want to wait, you might have him in the back end of the year if he's looking really good and the role's maintained and he looked healthy and that sort of thing. Yeah, Absolutely. you can bring them in. But yeah, it's not I'm the with greatest. you. I no. think he'll have good rounds. Great for draft. I think as far as a one-off season. Even then, I I, I, I think that, that he's overpriced for draft. That's what I meant as well. Yeah. I was about to say at a 105 average though. Again, as a defender, he is one of the highest. Was he second highest? He'll average? go second or third round, and I'm not second interested. Second or third highest? Yeah. yeah. Nah, I'd, I'd leave him as well. I'd much rather go uh, Devin Smith. I'd rather go with Sicily. Um, I'd rather I mean, go short. I'd rather pick up short in like round 15 or something stupid. Oh, later. You know, like, giving him like round yeah. 18. Uh, anyway, so that's that one. Um, we'll go to the next one. There's not many relevance for here for standard. So Dustin Martin. Um, big wraps on him. And the reason being is he's 543k. He's a forward option this year. Yep. He is the dust, uh, the danger field of 2020. Not quite a full-on danger field, but a, a small slice of reliability. I think that he's probably the most reliable, well, definitely the most reliable forward that we in Supercoach this year in terms of games played. The biggest question mark that everyone says on Dusty now is that they have altered his role to be more impactful at the back end of the season so that he's cherry ripe for the finals, right? Yeah. So I saw a great tweet the other day, and uh, apologies to whoever tweeted it, that his game time in the early rounds of the season is impacted. So he's only playing 75 to 80% time on ground, whereas in the back end of the year, he's playing 85 to sometimes 90% time on ground, doing a lot more forward movement with the ball, etc. And um, when he's resting, he's resting forward, which oh, is great I'm for you. Look at you. Oh, thank you, baby. Uh, speaking of these mugs, we did mention these before. So I've got the... Um, Chris, if you could let everyone see that one, that'd be nice. So yep. I've got this one here, the good old... Oh, who's that man? Who's that sexy beast here? Oh, I think it's Dane Zorko. Then, hashtag... Supercoach blessed. Which way can we go? Yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah, nice work. Anyway, this is because I was yawning on the Port Adelaide podcast. Nothing personal, Port Adelaide. Just, <laughs> um, just a little bit of a yawn. Uh, but yeah, Dustin Martin rarely misses game through injury. Yep. Okay, so he did have a bit of a knock and he kind of battled through a little bit. That's so he true. did play a little bit of a different role. Um, not only that, he, he got suspended for what run, one round. I think he did miss out on Brownlow contention, which he wouldn't have won. Which is just unlike him anyway. I mean, he's... Yeah, So, but you put that in perspective, though. The last five seasons, he's barely missed a beat. No, so exactly I think right. that's why, for me, he's number, the number one forward option because of that reliability. And I think Whitfield would be high punch, high impact, possibly going to hurt you if you don't have him. Yep. I think Dusty... If he starts off well, and the reason why I think if he starts off well, Chris, is because he won all the accolades known to man. We've, we've spoken about this before. Yep. He then had that downside where once you win and you get everything that you want, you've won your flag, you've won the best on, you've won the Brownlow, you've won all the championships and the accolades, where do you go from there? 
So I, I think he, he went through the down cycle of trying to find himself again. But his down cycle is still better than most forwards in the game. And you, you, Correct. If you look at uh, his scoring patterns, so over the last well, one, two, three, four, seven seasons, he's averaged 99.5 or above in every single season. Yeah, how do you fault that? How are people saying he's a bad option? I don't, I don't know. Um, he's only missed uh, one, three, thing ever. four, five, seven games in the, is since he started his career 10 years ago. Seven games in 10 years he's missed. Not only that. That's he, insane. Like, people are saying, oh, because he went 119 and he's backed off the last couple of years. Yes, but he's also struggled with, you know, his role as far as motivation yep. and trying to be, you know, to drive. So I think he could be... I, I'm not expecting him to go 120, right? No, as, no, as a forward, I, I, neither am I. All I need him to do is maintain. Yeah. And that's a good enough reason for me because I'm paying his price. If anything, yep. he could go 106, 107. I'm not Quite picking, easily. I'm not picking Dusty because I want him for the first part of the year. I'm picking because you want him to play 22 rounds of football and be a total overall scorer. And that's the thing that and you need to work out. So if you don't have him, high percent ownership, he could hurt you. If he starts off you. and starts going on a heater of 120 average over the first eight games, absolutely, your season's blown. Now, he may come in and he may, for whatever reason, drop a little bit of cash to start with, but... Is he going to drop that much that it's going to be worth it? I, no, I can't see him dropping huge amounts of money to the point where, oh my God, I saved 60K getting Dustin Martin. I'm, yay. No, you're well, relying okay. on him getting injured, basically, or what, having like two or three stinkers. What it's more likely is you know that you're going to have him at some point during the season. So just start with him. Just pay that little bit extra money. He's, he's really only he's only 543K for the most reliable forward of this year. Yep. He's and more reliable than Lockie Whitfield. I think, the reason, I think the reason people are thinking of not studying him, though, Chris, is because they're going, okay, I'll go Whitfield, I'll pay for that one expensive one, and then I'll do what I'll do is I'll maybe get someone else some cheaper options because mm. it's the, you know, they go, oh, I'll go a Devin Smith, I'll go a, um, a Jack Steven. So they're going a couple of cheap options, so two mid-price forwards, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, maybe I can't have a, a Heaney or I can't have a Dusty in my side. I just think you got to do the one-two punch this year. I think, I think it's, it's. I think you have to. I'm doing a three-punch. I think the one-two and the big five, like a like a whisk, <laughs> like a whisk. The one-two and the big five is going to be very, very, very popular starting setup this year. Yep. And I don't think you can go around that. I think you just got to do it because one of the big things with Supercoach is you got to start with the peloton. You've got to maintain with everyone around you, and then you can worry about trading guys in to give you that point of difference to try and better the field. But if you are behind the peloton early, you're screwed. You will be. I mean, Dusty averaged 117.2 his last five rounds. You know I mean? I think he's starting to get the hard yards back in. I am, I'd i rather bank on him in my side than yep. watching him. And if he goes a 140 against you, you're going to be losing so many rounds. And available as a forward, man. Forward. It's a win-win. Just, as a midfielder, I'd be like, pass. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Midfielder, yeah. I'd, I would pass every day of the week. But as a forward... I think there's a 90% chance that he plays 21 or 22 games and averages 100. A flat 100, but that's... A, I it, think he can go 105 for to 108 again. Well, yeah. he could. Oh, yeah. And there's every chance he could, but I don't think he's averaging less than 100. No. I, I, I really highly doubt that he averages less than 100. So. No, I'm with you. And even if he does, what, he 95? Averaged, well, he averaged 100 on two bad years. Yeah. He's going to be guaranteed top six. I don't think there's any reason why you're not paying 540k for a guy that you don't have to trade because not he doesn't that. get injured. We've, we've lost so many forward options from last year. Yep. They all went to the midfield or defense. It makes I mean? him so super, it's... super valuable. Very, very consistent scorer. Who have you got? There's not going to be many fluctuations in his score. I understand that last year he had those, especially early, had those off games. But like you said, easy draw first. So that could go both ways, obviously, with Dusty. Because yeah. No, I think he beats up on a few people. Well, he, he, he sometimes he goes massive against shit opponents. And other times he takes it easy and takes the day off. 
Well, and sometimes they put him forward against opponents and he kicks four goals. Well, I love those games where they're like, oh, we'll just rest Dusty Ford for the whole game. Like Brisbane, and he goes like and kicks he kicked five, kick five six, against Brisbane, yeah. I think it was. And I was like, damn, I'm like, oh, yeah, so you can't, like, can't let a good, good player down. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, and the next one, Dion Prestia, 550K. I think he's probably too expensive to be in considerations. And I know people, I'm not going to announce podcasts or anything like that, but some people like to float the back season average and be like, oh, wait, what a great option here. 550K, Dion Prestia averaged 110 for his last 13 rounds, okay? 116.5 his last eight and 121 his last five. Everyone goes, oh, that looks pretty good. And he went he went massive. I'm not taking away from that fact, right? But Dion Prestia, notorious for knee issues, hasn't strung together too much previously. Yep. I think the benefit is from the looks of his form coming into the back end of the season, season I think the he's easy. actually... The season. Yeezy. And the for Yeezy. Um, so I think he's... I reckon he might actually be training a couple times a week now because he was limited to only having one hit out a week instead of having I multiple. think he's a great player, and I think that he's very super coach relevant. What I don't think is that you can trust his body, even though he played 22 last year, and it was the first time of his, of his career he's done that. Uh, is he going to be a top 8 to 10 scorer? I don't think so. Oh, um, mate, he'd have to be averaging well, yeah, a minimum average. of 15 points per game more than last year to be in that group. Well, so, he's, he's averaged 100 mark before, but he did average 88.9 last year, like the year before, should I say. I think um, you pay 40k extra and go to Oliver if you really want a cheaper option. So his last 14 rounds, he had games of, was it 131, 128, 125, 124, 116. Um, here's the issue I had though, Chris, and this is why I think he's probably not a great pick. Even for draft, it worries me a little bit. He actually had, he was given time off for Achilles tendonitis. In the off-season. So, I have Achilles tendonitis. It's fantastic. I love it every day. It's fantastic. You're right. It's not fun. Um, but they have, they played the last game of September, right? Then they have the shortest break. They give him time off to deal with Achilles tendonitis, right? Gradually building now and starting to run into 2020. So he's only just getting himself going. I don't see him starting with the world on fire. Uh, with the experience of having Achilles tendonitis, I'd have to say... Uh, it, it's tough to deal with because it's not something that just heals. Time off doesn't really heal it. So it's just like you get up for games, have a jab, and you're right for the game. That's literally what he's probably doing at the moment. I remember when um, Brad Johnson had uh, Achilles tendonitis in the back end of his career and every game he'd have to have like electrolysis on his ankles. Like, it was like insane. Like <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad injury because it's just a constant management of injury. Anyway, no thanks. Um, um, okay, so we're going with standard relevance first. Uh, next one is Toby Nankervis, four hundred four k. Nankervis had a really disappointing year. Uh, I had real big props on him because he had averaged a hundred for a couple of years prior. Yep. Um, we we actually picked him both in our top five. Yeah, uh, well, averaging rucks last and year. He, and geez, he started horrible. I think yeah. I picked him up as my ruck. In standard, which also explains why my stand, uh, sorry, in draft, which explains why my season was horrible in draft. Yep. Um, yeah. So I mean, look, he he went from a ninety eight point two average down to a seventy four point four. Didn't play the full season. They even didn't really play much in the back end of the year. He's cheap, so if you want that mid price option, he rivals a Jacobs, a little bit more expensive yep. than Jacobs, but possible big upside. But here's the reason that I actually have a bit of concern. All right, is that he actually had end of season groin surgery, so they had to reattach the tendon that was, that was operated on mid year. So he had surgery mid year, then they had surgery at the end of the season, so they reattached the tendon that they operated on during He's the probably not year. playing early. Is he playing early? Is uh, he so running bring, yet? Bring, being treated cautiously, uh, back running, but they will gradually build him. So it's uh, no, he won't play pre. Surely yeah, so he doesn't this play was, preseason. So th- he he's basically gradually starting to run up his load. We're talking about maybe three or four weeks ago. Yeah. So for me, that's not a good sign. Maybe for you him. could treat it if you do start Jacobs as a backup option. 
So you get Jacobs for, say, six rounds. He's not doing it. Nankervis comes in a month in and you can maybe you get could, him on the if, third if, game if up. If Jacobs gets injured, you could, an you could probably sideways yep. to that. Uh, I think draft relevant is more so for Nankervis if you get through that first lot of rounds and you just go your forwards and your mids and leave the rucks because you'll have plenty of ruck options. You know, you have your, your Englishes, your Nankervises, your, you know, there's lots of other options that you can pick. So Nankervis, I think for me, you'd be able to get him super cheap. You know, I mean, like most, if you'll notice, people will start going on a ruck run and once they get through all those rucks, you'll be able to pick up a Nankervis or an English or whatever, like round 17. That's true. You'd be able to wait so long to get your rucks and then it's more of a who do you want? Kind like, of situation. I, I don't mind it. Um, someone that I think has a little bit more relevancy this year um, is Sydney Stack. So he's actually a defender this year in yes. Supercoach. Um, now, whether or not he plays round one is still very up in the air. He obviously didn't play in the final last year. Yes. And there's a big conjecture as to who starts because obviously Pickett was fantastic. Um, you've got Higgins coming back from his injuries and his surgery, yes. which is amazing news. Congrats to Higo. Um, you've also got Jack Graham and about uh, you know, Camden McIntosh and about 50 other guys. Well, McIntosh is injured now, so... Oh, excellent. Um, <laughs> classic. But <laughs> there is, there's every chance that Sydney Stack plays round one. He's very cheap. Uh, let me have a look at his price. 400 He is cheap. And... He had 500, though. 103, 103, 106, 107, 108. Yep. They highly rate him. He is very dynamic, dynamic and explosive. 35K. So someone definitely you can look at in... Uh, in draft as, a, as an option yeah, there. draft, not standard. Um, I, I don't mind him for draft as a defender option. Uh, again, though, there is a lot of interesting facts about that. And that's the reason why there's not many standard relevant rookies is because last year when they had a lot of injuries, all of they them got games. They exposed them all, yep. Yeah, Guys and, like Liam Baker did, who came in and, and they did, did well, yep. but the problem is, is that now they're all too expensive yep. and it's a year too late. And then when they have a full side... The only one is uh, Marlon Pickett, who's 123K midfielder, played that grand final, but he played... At the expense of um, Stack, Stack Graham yeah. Graham should be playing in that side, yeah. so he's playing round one. Like in my opinion, yes, there's no way Graham's not playing. So Pickens the role, may not play because he may not have enough run in his legs. I think he'll he'll they'll build him, but in. they want him in. So th- there's another spot. Let's say if he's up, well, yeah, you're looking at um, Ellis. Yep. So Ellis is obviously gone. Yes, yep. Ellis went. Um, you're looking at one of the fringe players went to St. Kilda. Uh, Townsend uh, went to Essendon. Essendon. Yep. Yep. So he got delisted Townsend, didn't he? And then got picked yep, up by Essendon. Picked up, yep. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of the other one. Small forward went to St. Kilda. But um, yeah. Fringe, uh, yes. Uh, Dan, 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 Dan Butler. Butler. Yes. Yep. That's right. Again, fringe player. Well, I, I, I think he was overtaken by Baker anyway last year. So I don't think there's any chance. No. Of and even at there. St. Kilda, he'll probably, probably be a true Butler style and um, give everyone drinks and cookies. <laughs> He's just going to be on the bench anyway. He'll be, he'll be their Butler. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I, I, I honestly don't, I, I think that there's less than 50% chance that Pickett plays round one at this point. Based on their, what they're coming they might, in. They might now, go. They might go. If he comes out in the preseason and smashes the Marsh series, it's not the JLT, it's the Marsh yeah. series. Work that out. Um, but yeah, he will play. I, I, but it's going to be a competition for spots early in that round one side. I think I think that they could use that dynamic. I, I really want him to play because I, I mean, with that play. easy start, yeah, I think they'll. I Pickett think, could be that guy that makes super cash super quick. I still, I actually think he'll play. 
I think there's a role for him there. I think they're pretty impressed with him. Um, I really hope he does because we need that like scoring power in yeah. midfield. Well, I think he provides a bit of that X factor and that dynamic that they kind of need in that midfield mix. You have a lot of your balls and stuff that pick it up. I think probably someone that might be at risk is your, your Lamberts. You know, I mean, he was a mature age pick who has been really good and it's has been, been super consistent. Super for them. consistent, but I meant now he's getting on towards the late twenties. You know, what I mean, like if he doesn't start to perform, like him and a caddy, these boys that are more like Lambert should be fine because he's quick, right? But yep. caddy. He's bigger. He's a one-trick pony. Does he fit the, their style of There's play? There's so many of those types, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Shea Bolton, who I thought was absolutely... See, had some huge games last year. Caddy's you know? strong, though, right? But then you look at all these other... Like, your Higgins, they're a bit more smaller, nimble. It fits more of their game style, especially if you're playing Higgins and Lynch. Yep. All right, well, let's get into Tom Lynch, because Tom Lynch is standard relevant. He is. Uh, more draft relevant for me, but... Look, let's just talk about him anyway. So Tom Lynch, he had no preseason at all, 2019. Came in, yep. they weren't even sure he was going to play. Comes into the game, gets the first mark and goal of the year. Yep. Well, first goal of the season. So he was paying probably pretty good odds, I think, to get the first goal for his first goal for Richmond straight up. Um, he averaged 95.7 his last seven rounds, and he actually started to look pretty good. He had some good scores, 132, 118, and a 116. Yep. He's previously gone like mid to high 90s previously for Gold Coast. Uh, but he looked impressive. Like at the start, he was kicking goals. He hit, but he looked le- like cumbersome, right? In the oh, start, he of just year. he just yeah. wasn't really running much. He was just kind of stand, kick, mark. Which you can do at Richmond because they're moving the ball forward and right. Like that whole stay at the goal square marking type, they haven't had that. Here's for the thing, ages. though: Richmond would not have been top six because they nearly they weren't even going to be top four until um, West Coast fell over. Yep. Right? They wouldn't have been top six. If it wasn't for Tom Lynch last year, yeah, I think that's because accurate. everyone because else fell especially apart. Especially with Jack Wewalt not being Rewalt there, was there, wasn't yeah. there? Everything fell apart, and he kicked so many goals to actually win them games and keep them in games. So if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have been top six, which meant they would have. I'm sure they still would have done very well, but you wouldn't have had that second chance and had that rest and then try and win and come back through that way. Fair enough. Um, that's just. I think me. it's super important to their side. It's cheap at 388k. <sighs> The problem with key forwards, like anything, is that like Jeremy Cameron proved last year and that like <laughs> Josh Kennedy proved is that... And the Ben Browns. And absolutely. The they're going to have runs. Darlings. They, are with, they will have runs. Ooh. Now, is that run going to be early? It could be. Um, and then you make a little bit of cash. But there's two ways to look at this. Starting Tom Lynch, I think, is a good idea if, you, if you're really hot on him because then you're riding the waves and it's about overall points, so no one cares. But I wouldn't say I'll wait for him to get cheaper and then bring him in because like Jack Darling improved last year. Chuck Darling went big though after he was on a small... Absolutely, and a lot of people traded him out. They did, in the um, average like mid-90s. Or Jer- yeah, Jeremy Cameron where he went on a big tear and he yeah. had a poor game and you bring him in and then he goes on a bad run of five games and you know sort of equals out over the or year. But- Hawkins for me went yeah. massive and I was like, yeah, 150 on and then he followed it up with some 30s and I was like... That is key forwards. I was like, so fuck you. You've got <laughs> to remember that when you're putting a key forward into your team that they have those purple patches and they have those lower games and as long as you're willing to ride the wave, then that's yeah. fine. That, that's, that's, that's fine. But don't expect consistency from a key forward. No, they'll go 120 and then they'll so follow you, it up with a 60. You pick him to, to keep him for the year. Yeah. Otherwise, don't start him. So that's just, yeah. yeah, you can't. He will, I reckon this year, he will have some 160 scores. Oh, absolutely. I think I reckon so. he'll yeah. just tear up. He's and the, the, he's the best was, contestant mark in the competition I can't remember right which now. game it was. It might have been the, um, maybe the wet one versus West Coast, or it could have been a final where he is literally just steamrolled. The ball was there, and he just went so hard at it, and literally just bang, and just took someone clean out. He's huge. So, he's a big so boy. aggressive. Yeah, that he's was basically what I want. Travis Cloak Mark. Well, that's too. what Am I want. Right? Like, that's, that's what I wanted. Except so, he can kick straight, which is great. Yeah, I, I think Tom Lynch this year, um, common medal for me. I think he will be 
Uh, I think so huge. too. I think he'll be huge. Uh, do I think he's going to be imperative? No. No. Can you get him in later? Yeah, if you want. Um, I think he'll have a couple of smaller games. He probably won't get cheaper than he is now, but I think he'll be a good value. Decent value. Uh, guaranteed top six, maybe. And it could be. No, top, top 10, ten possible. Yeah. And so then you sort of go, well, because yeah. the forwards are so underwhelming this year, yeah. that's why he's a good option. Because even if he averages 95, he's definitely going to be in that top six to 10 bracket. Yeah, but the problem is I'd rather go a Jack Stephen or a Devin Smith instead Slightly of Slightly cheaper. More possible, more midfield role. And like more consistent. That's it. More consistency. Base. You know, I'd yep. rather someone that's going to hit me 90s to 100 yes. every game instead of 160, 40. Yep. So you've got to, you've got to weigh that up. Um, are you playing for leagues? Because that, that you're, Or are you playing for overall? Because yeah. if you're playing for overall, great option. If you're playing for leagues, you can lose your games and win your games. Yes. So every week, it's, uh, ugh, I don't know. It depends on your matchup. Mm. Um, last one I'll touch on as well, Jaden Short, 349K. If he has a good role, he did average high 80s. You, he could average 90 to 95, uh, bordering top 10 at best. Uh, if it, he gets that kick out it, role, it he depends. could do anything. He could. And watch that role. But if it is for 349K as a defender, problem is though, there's a lot of cheap defenders already. But... If he does well and you can find the extra, what, 70K, you might want to go a Dodi to a short. I don't like it so much. It depends on Rollo. If he comes out and starts killing it, then it's tempting. Right? Oh, it is tempting because so he's just, such a good user. and yeah, like Just watch him. He kicks goals as well because he can roost it from 65. Yeah. So, I mean, so many times he caught opposition defences out when they're zoning up in the defensive 50 and they take a mark, 55 out, cheap handball, again, and he just roosts it. Again, Bang. draft relevant. I'd have him on my bench with for that possible upside. I think he's definitely good value. Uh, watch the JLT, see how it goes there. Uh, apart from that, everything else is now just draft relevant. So you look at, uh, like, you know, Lambert, Edwards, Stack, yeah, Cochin. I think is really... Cochin's a big sleeper in draft this yep. year. The reason being, he averaged... Uh, what do you go? He went from... Uh, 89.7, which I think he had an injury and stuff on that one, to a 79.1. So he dropped 10 points. He can average you 100. Yep. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think he's letting everyone else do all the, the and running got, and all that stuff He's now. at that age now where he gets those old man injuries as well. So. I think he's just more impact now. He yep. will wander in and out of games, drift, and let all the young explosive people do all that stuff for him. And then if yep. something's on the line, he will actually go, right, they need me for a big 10 minutes here. And then he'll just go bang, 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 put it on the line, inspire... And on then, the line? On the line. You put it on the line. Was it on the line? <laughs> on the line. I call it twatting. That's twatting. Um, but he's good value for someone who averaged below 80. Um, you could easily pick him up at a high 80 average in draft, and I don't think he'll do you much wrong. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible. It's and not terrible. Don't pick him at a 90. Might, he might even make your bench in some leagues. So yeah, he might. But at a that. 79 average, I think he's got some value there, uh, especially if you're sentimental and you like Richmond, like some players, not me. But... <laughs> You could you pick put your up. hand on your yeah, that's, on your life I'm trying to resonate. There. I'm trying to let them feel that it's all about passion and heart, Chris. Something you have none of. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, actually, that's I'm, I'm, I'm heartless, like a com- common calling. Um. Yeah. And then apart from that, Jack Rewalt as well, another sleeper, averaged uh, 68.9. So he got injured, uh, injured on 33. So his true average is more like 72.9. The thing though, he actually did average 92.9 the year before that. So if he has a full body of health. Could be okay, but the problem was Tom Lynch wasn't there when he went 92.9, so uh, he could Absolutely. be okay. I don't mind him in draft, but not touching him and standing with, uh, with Lynch. In that no, side. draft, draft-wise, yeah. I think he's another sleeper yeah. that you could pick him up at 
What are you averaging? He shifted 60, his game as well. Well, you average sixty-eight point nine. You could pick him up at a seventy-five to an eighty average, yeah. and I think you'll be pretty happy. I think he will hit you an eighty. He went from being the number one, um, you know, target in the forward line to being the conduit to kicking goals. Yeah. So he's much more effective at goal assist now than he is at kicking goals. I don't mind him as also, that. I don't mind him as that lead up swing around no, hitting, Tom, hitting Tom. Lynch. I think he's fantastic. In I that. think he's the Tom Lynch of Adelaide. He could play that role yeah. of getting up the ground. Getting a good contested mark. Problem is, though, if he gets it, he might offload it to another quick person going by. But I think it's great for the team either way. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's I suppose the consensus of Richmond is that their team, that all their entire team play for each other, which is why they're so good. They're a really great team. That's also why they're only draft relevant, mostly. Excellent. Yes, that pretty much sums us up for Richmond. Unfortunately, I'd like to talk about them more, uh, Swizz and um, Maddie and every other Richmond supporter out there. That's but all you get. As far as Supercoach goes, that's pretty much all you get. But congratulations on the flag. Well done. Yes, I know. That's, yeah, too many. Too many. Calm too, down, too Richmond. Too many. Too many. All right, guys, catch you later. See you later. Boy. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 